You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 182 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Ah, thank you for your patience. We had a couple of computer issues today, but we got them resolved. Uh, today, recording day is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. And according to the Weather Network, though, right now the skies are clear. Uh, it looks like it's going to be thunder showers uh, later today, starting around noon here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the eager beaver pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, apologies for yesterday uh, not being able to be on the show. Uh, we had a guest and uh, tried to set up uh, through my Beaver Sweeties computer, except for the fact that he forgot that he had an additional master switch to turn on the camera, other than the one where it is that he never told me about and he forgot when we set it up the night before. And that's what that explains it. Yes. Yes. So apologies. Um, Life happens. <laughs> of course, a big thank you goes to our podcasters founding sponsors, the pepper master, the miss V mysteries from Corvid moon publishing and Canadian tarot.com. Uh, it's going to be a short one, uh, unfortunately today, and it doesn't look like we'll have time to get through everything we wanted to get through. But before we, um, that's okay. Not your fault. Computers happens. Um, but before we do anything, uh, let's say good morning to Mr. Grizzly and ask you, aside from the computer going, bah, doinking, uh, how's your mental health today? Good morning, Mr. Beaver. First off, let all the kids and cubs know we did not coordinate. Um, we're Again. both in blue. It just just worked out that way. Um, just worked yeah. out. 
there. So yeah, yeah. Um, no reason to be blue. <laughs> well, I, you know, my mental health this morning started out pretty good. Then my computer decided it did not want to cooperate. So that kind of put me into a bit of a tailspin, and I'm still on my first cup of coffee. So you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah Sue, so, blue, blue shirt day for blue, blue jacket shirt. guy. Yes. Um, Sue, so, yes. Uh, yesterday, of course, if you have been living under a rock. You did not know that the Auditor General of Ontario came up with a report, and then Doug Ford did his thing. Now, it would be very easy for us to skip right forward, Fordopoly, friends of the Premier State game. Theo, Theo Mudakis' uh, Torstoy cartoon for today. <laughs> I love Theo. Comic. It's brilliant. Well, well played. Friends of the Premier real estate game. Yes. Like... And and we could talk about him first. Because We're going to get into the said the, out, He said the outrageous things, right? Um that would make it so that we would fast forward over what the auditor general said. Mm-hmm. And she said some pretty important stuff. So uh, today we're going to focus she. on she. Yeah. No, that's what I said. I thought you said he, sorry. Oh, maybe the S didn't come out. Sorry, but yeah, mm-hmm. she um, definitely. Um, so let's um, just jump into it, I guess. Um, Mr. I have a couple of clips from what she said here. Um mm-hmm. Here's the situation, right? Basically, what she said is that um, no rules were followed, no procedures were followed. Um, there actually really even wasn't a procedure. Uh, no public consultation rules were followed. No environmental assessment rules were followed. Nothing. Basically, it was nothing. Uh, make make my boys happy, give them what they want. So nothing was followed. She, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. No, That's I know. That's, I'm um, paraphrasing. Yeah, she, she. I don't even think she paraphrased. She was very cautious about. No, nuts. I'm paraphrasing. Yes, I know. But usually, you paraphrase what someone else says. <laughs> she didn't say. She made very, 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 very careful attention yes. not to say certain things, uh, which makes the things that she did say really stand out. Um, so basically, nothing was done, and uh, yes, uh, she has talked to the police, um, and yes, uh, the integrity commissioner is doing more investigations now. How um, much we can believe the integrity commissioner in Ontario? Because we had that whole thing with. Uh, uh, I want an RCMP investigation because the OPP is in. Yeah. Commit- and- the OPP is in Doug Ford's hands, right? So, yeah, uh, so sure. this has to be an RCMP investigation if there's going to be anything. But first, it starts with the Inspector General because the Auditor General does not have the power to lay criminal charges, uh, but you know, can make a recommendation that somebody that does have the power to lay criminal charges can should look at this, which she has done. Um, but the interesting thing is that um, she's saying that uh, now that the Premier and the Minister are aware given her report, these decisions should probably be reviewed and revisited. And, uh, well, Dougie said that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, Something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Something smells real fishy. So, uh, Mr. Grizzly, if we'll put it up, uh, the first uh, few minutes, yep, the clip that she had to say um the first little bit sorry i'm just looking at some notes here that i've taken on my phone about it um this is close close to right up to her opening statement uh and she is uh talking about her initial impressions um 
So it is. It is. A, it is viewable on the screen. It's a little okay. blurry, but it, okay. it is viewable. To maintain public trust and confidence, the government and its ministries need to show that they are transparent in decision making, and that they act fairly in the interests of all Ontarians. Our review of the procedures used to amend the Greenbelt boundary in 2022 raises serious concerns about the exercise used, the way in which standard information gathering and decision-making protocols were sidelined or abandoned, and how changes to the Greenbelt boundaries were unnecessarily rushed through. In essence, rather than allow the housing ministry's non-political public service staff to conduct a comprehensive process with expert review to identify and select lands for possible removal from the Greenbelt. The government assigned responsibility for this important assignment to political staff. The Housing Minister's Chief of Staff, who led and controlled a truncated, highly restricted selection exercise for the removal of lands from the Greenbelt. This selection exercise effectively excluded substantive input from many subject matter experts in the housing ministry and other ministries and municipalities, First Nation leaders and the public. More troubling still, the process was biased in favor of certain developers and landowners who had timely access to the housing minister's chief of staff. Owners of the 15 land sites removed from the Greenbelt could ultimately see more than a collective $8.3 billion increase to the value of their properties. Okay, we're going to stop that right there for now. That $8.3 billion that she's talking about is based on 2016 numbers. Yeah. So that's worth way more now. Oh, yeah. Way more now. Um, no public consultation. Nothing, right? Now, she is using very, very polite words. Very polite words. Because, but she's basically saying there was no process. There was no process. All right. Let's keep going. In June 2022, following the general election, the housing minister received direction from the premier's office to complete work to codify processes for swaps, expansions, contractions, and policy updates for the Greenbelt, specifying that the work should be done in fall 2022. A few weeks later, the Premier's office assigned a political staff member to be the Housing Minister's Chief of Staff. This political staff member would become the key person to lead this initiative. Emphasizing the need for expediency and confidentiality, the Chief of Staff directed the Housing Ministry's Deputy Minister in the first week of October 2022 to set up a team of non-political civil servants, initially of six staff, who in our report we refer to as the Greenbelt Project Team, to assess which sites might be removed from or added to the Greenbelt. Team members signed confidentiality agreements. The Chief of Staff also gave the team the criteria they should use to make their assessment and requested that this work be done within a three-week period. What followed cannot be described as a standard or defensible process. Even though hundreds of site removal requests had been submitted to the ministry in the 17 years since the establishment of the Greenbelt in 2005, the team only assessed 22 sites as options for removal from the Greenbelt, of which 21 were provided to them by the housing minister's chief of staff. 
Further, two prominent developers provided packages containing information about two of the Greenbelt land sites to the Housing Minister's Chief of Staff at a dinner function held by the Building Industry and Land Development Association in September 2022. After the event, the Chief of Staff indicated that one of those developers provided him with information request to remove an additional three land sites from the Greenbelt, which included one site related to a third developer. Of the 15 sites ultimately selected, these five land sites represent about 92% of the approximately 7,400 acres removed from the Greenbelt in December last year. Okay, so I'll stop that right there. So, the Premier's office tells the Minister of Housing who his chief of staff will be. Mm-hmm. That person then forms a little team and says, expediency and confidentiality are the most important things and makes them sign confidentiality agreements. Conservatives, their downfall, always their fetish for expediency because it leads them to cut corners and break laws again mm-hmm. and again 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 and again. And again. Twenty-two parcels of land are recommended. Twenty-one of them happen to be ones that the chief of staff personally recommends. And then he goes to a party in September. And two developers present him new information that make him add three additional plots of land to the thing. And one of them, one of the developers that do that, brought information on behalf of another developer. So they're helping each other out now. Well, and, and let's not forget that there's something like, what, 300 square kilometers of uh, developable land that will house up to 2 million people. Actually, it could be a lot more than that because that 300 square kilometers is the size of Paris, France, a city of 12 million. Yes, that was the, the other thing is that this whole thing, having to open up any greenbelt land for any purpose whatsoever was Totally unnecessary. Completely. Because there's, like I said, 300,000 kilometers, uh, three, 300, 300 square 300 kilometers, square kilometers of land that is already infrastructured or much easier to bring to infrastructure like roads and sewers and pipes and electricity and all of that kind and of stuff. And it's ready for that development. It's ready it for It's approved. It's approved. signed off. It's rubber stamped. It's do it. Put so it there. So this is an external, special, 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 special process that's being developed. Just for this, just for this. And she says that this is not a defensible process. No. It's not even a substantive process. So, and we have the premier and the, the minister that says, oh, well, well, we didn't know what our chief, the chief of staff of the minister of housing was up to the entire time. Well, now you know, because mm-hmm. the auditor general just told you. And, uh, well, Doug Ford just turned around and said, well, yeah, well, yeah. the housing minister stays and the chief of staff stays and we're going through with the project anyway. <laughs> so, so, so now, you know, and you're not changing anything. It's, it, that's basically what's going on right now. Mm. This process was not defendable, defensible, and there is no process. And Doug Ford stood there. He talked for about an hour, moved a lot of wind, but basically said, uh, nothing's going to change. We're not doing anything. We're, we're, we're building homes, folks, folks, friends, folk, friends, friends, we're folks. Build, we're building, building homes. homes. We're building homes need. and we have to do it fast. Yeah. Except we here's have to do the it thing. Fast, so because, because we have to do it fast, we therefore we do not, then because we have to do it fast, therefore we do not have to obey anything that's been standard operating procedure for the last 25 years. Well, and that's, you know, simply due to the fact that he needs to 
put more money in his buddy's pockets is what it boils down to. Because did you notice his verbiage there? What? We're building homes. Yes, we. No, we're not, we're not. The province of Ontario is not. We're not building a damn thing. Those are private developers. So when he chooses words like that, it would make you think maybe he's profiting off of this. Or he's including himself in we're. He's including himself in we're. I'm just, I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. Now, Just asking it, questions. Now, the Auditor General says that she received full cooperation from everyone except for two developers who pushed back, and there was a summons issued to prominent developers, and there was a summons issued. I'm not clear based on what she said whether she issued the summons or whether she referred it to the Integrity Commissioner, and it's the Integrity Commissioner that, referred the, that issued the summons, because the Integrity Commissioner did issue some did a, issue a summons because he has that power um i don't know if she does okay uh but and once they receive the summons apparently with the integrity commissioner they've talked to him but they did not talk to her those two prominent developers what are the odds that those two prominent one of those two prominent developers are probably the ones that maybe gave that special package that led to the three extra land plots there's nothing in the report that says it's them, from what I can tell, but what are the odds? I'm going to speculate. From what I can tell. From what I can tell. I haven't read the report. I've just listened to her press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's continue uh, where she tells us now about how all the ways, all the ways that the rules were dropped. As the Greenbelt Selection Project proceeded last October, assessment criteria were dropped or site boundaries were altered to facilitate the selection of most of the sites for removal from the Greenbelt. For instance, when the ministry identified that 19 of the 22 proposed sites did not meet the one environmental criterion, that criterion was dropped. In another example, when the confidentiality restrictions imposed on the Greenbelt project team made it impossible for the team to assess how quickly infrastructure could be built on the proposed lands, those criteria were discarded too. Internal government decision-making material prepared for cabinet by the housing ministry did not clearly describe the exercise used to identify, assess, and select the Greenbelt land sites. As a result, key decision-makers told us they were not aware of key limitations in the exercise to amend the Greenbelt boundary when they were asked to approve the Greenbelt amendment proposal. We also noted that fair, transparent, and respectful consultation did not take place. We found that the Housing Ministry's public consultation period, which is required by the Environmental Bill of Rights, was undermined by incomplete and inaccurate notices on the Environmental Registry of Ontario, limiting the public's ability to fully understand and comment on the proposed changes and their potential impacts. Nor did the Housing Ministry carry out a comprehensive analysis of the 35,000 comments posted on the registry, which were overwhelmingly negative and ultimately no revisions were made to any of the proposed land removals. We also noted that the Greenbelt Plan, which derives its authority from the Greenbelt Act of 2005, specifies that the Ontario government shall consult with First Nations on decisions that may affect Aboriginal and treaty rights within the Greenbelt. But according to First Nation leaders we spoke to, consultation was insufficient to meet the province's duty to consult. We also found that the exercise used was dismissive of land use planning. Land use planning is an important process that guides decisions about how and where development can occur, 
while safeguarding valuable and sensitive resources such as agricultural lands, wetlands, and forests. About 83% of the land area removed is of the highest quality and capability for agriculture. No big deal. Further, 11 of the 15 areas removed from the Greenbelt contained lands within the natural heritage system, which captures areas with the most sensitive or significant natural features and functions in Ontario. About 14% of the Greenbelt removals accounted for almost 1,000 acres um, and, and our wetlands and woodlands. So, basically, let's find the most valuable land, the most useful to the environment, the most, most useful to agriculture, the most, and let's, out of all the land that's possibly available in the green, but let's take those ones specifically. Environmental rules? Bah, we don't need them. Public consultation? Uh, we, we don't need, need them. 35,000 people wrote in. Yeah, let's invite people to write in. Do we need write the write in? Do we need to read them? <laughs> the indigenous people? <laughs> Who the hell are they? <laughs> like this. They were on our land before we got here, so piss on them. Yeah, right. But it's it's sort of like, gee, bud, these people here are annoying me. I would like to get rid of them, but there are laws against murder. <laughs> Kill them anyway. You know, one of the things yesterday when that report was being released, when it was going on, some of the comments I saw was, so if I understand correctly, forget about the 300 square kilometers that is ready and approved for development and could easily house 2 million people right now if we built there. Forget about that. You're, you mean to tell me the only land available in Ontario is in the Greenbelt? You're not going to tell me about the... Uh, uh, what, several million acres outside of Ottawa's Greenbelt and inside of Ottawa's Greenbelt that are ready and able to be developed? Hmm. No, it's only in Toronto. Oh, well, we'd have to build houses for people in the Greenbelt, which has no services whatsoever, no roads, no infrastructure, zero hmm. infrastructure, no public transportation, hmm. and they're going to build basically McMansions. But he says, well, people can't afford to buy in Toronto, so if we build outside... You're missing the point, Douglas, not you, sir, but our premier, old Dougie. You're missing the point. People cannot afford to live there unless they are wealthy because it will be decades before there's any sort of public transportation put there. I mean, they've been working on the Eglinton Crosstown for, what, 10, 11 years now? Mm -hmm. We thought we had a cluster fudge with our LRT here in Ottawa. The Eglinton Crosstown has cost them billions most of which was funded by the province, not the city of Toronto, most of which was funded by the province, and he just keeps throwing more money at that. But, you know, it's all, all about getting his friends' money in their pockets because developing in, in, in agriculture wetlands with uh, endangered species, some of the best farmland in yep. the country, yep. let's just put houses yep. there. Just put houses, just drop a few houses on it. And um, of course, of course, right? This $8.3 billion that all these people stand to make in 2016 numbers when you adjust it to 2023 is probably so much more. Um, of course, um, this is probably not written down in paper and probably nobody testified to that, but I wonder what cut of that. Come on. Just asking questions. What, what cut what, of that what was will the go one? Doug Ford's way? You know, a big chunk. What was the one family that, that spent $100 million buying up land in the Greenbelt? Yeah. And borrowed the money at 21% interest? During a time before the Bank of Canada raised its rates 
11 yeah. times within a so so they they borrowed the money at 21% interest before the rates went up mm -hmm. to buy 100 million dollars worth of how did they know to buy that land that all of a sudden in 2016 numbers is worth 8.3 billion well, all the land together, so maybe not that the, the particular plot that they. But that's yeah. a pretty damn good return on investment. You think if you're if you're if you're willing to spend twenty one million dollars over and above the hundred million you borrowed, twenty one percent that's twenty one million dollars. Correct. Correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. Uh, then you know your profit margin is going to be massive. If you can afford to take a twenty one percent hit on a loan, right off the get go and front it. Yeah. And front it. Unless we learn that somebody funneled them $21 million beforehand so they could cover the interest. Which, <laughs> which with these people, seriously, when you're sitting on $22 billion and you nobody knows what you're doing with it, it's very easy to funnel $21 million someone's way temporarily. And let's not forget the $7 billion he underspent on healthcare last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, here's the part that I really, really like, really like. The Greenbelt exercise calls into question who, if anyone, was supervising the non-elected chief of staff as he personally directed the Greenbelt project team through most of October 2022. The housing minister informed us that he was not aware of the specifics of what his chief of staff was working on in terms of the Greenbelt site selection exercise. And the chief of staff told us that he did not inform the housing minister of his part in the Greenbelt amendments. In our view, the housing minister ought to have known the key details of such a high profile and polit politically sensitive government exercise and ensured that cabinet and the premier were also made fully aware of these details. The actions to amend the Greenbelt. Okay. Now this is what chaps my ass. We have spent decades, decades, putting together these rules mm -hmm. based on things that happened in the 60s and 50s and 70s. Nobody does not know these rules. And all of a sudden, oh my God, shades of Marco Mendocino. Mm -hmm. We have a chief of staff, not just staff who are answering Corrections Service Canada when uh, they say that they're going to release Paul Bernardo. But we actually have a chief of staff that's named by the Premier's office. Who decides that he's just not going to tell the housing minister or the Premier anything that they're up to? And we have a housing minister and a Premier, even though they name them, and even though this is their number one policy thing, like mm -hmm. building houses, that's all he talks about, right? That suddenly on their number one issue, the premier and the minister of housing are not at all interested in the guy, what the guy, the premier personally selected to spearhead this project are doing with their number one, most important with a bullet project. Mm -hmm. My legs turn in yellow. People are thinking I got hepatitis. It's so yellow. He's pissing on us. 
how stupid do they think we are? Well, I mean, Doug's not exactly what we'd call the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, and I think it's pretty obvious with the blatant in-your-face corruption on this. And, and, you know, when when all of this started to come to light, what, months ago? Several months ago? Mm Mm-hmm. One of my buddies, who is a progressive conservative of Ontario party member, a delegate, if you will, said said this. He said point blank, "This is the most corrupt thing I've ever seen from any government in the history of this country." Right. He's, and and he said, "It's we're only scratching the surface. I guarantee you, it's worse than this." And the thing is, it's right in our face. And there's he said there'll be a report on this, and when it comes out, it'll be scathing. But he also said. And not a damn thing will happen. Not a damn thing will happen. And I, I, I'm, I hate to agree with him on this, but I, I think he's right. Nothing's going to happen. One maximum two-day story, and then everyone's just going to move on. Yeah. Except I think, I think we should make it our mission to keep this in the headlines as much as possible over the next little while until we can get a proper uh, criminal investigation into this. If we can, you know, raise awareness about what took place. I mean, we're going to have to do another show about Doug altogether because, and his farce of a press conference. What, I mean, let's go back to the AG here. You got more stuff for us? More clips? Uh, Yeah, I got more clips. But here's the thing, right? The minister ought to have known. Mm -hmm. That's what she says. Of course the minister ought to have known. The chief of staff doesn't tell the minister anything, and the minister doesn't care enough to ask. Isn't that the very same thing? Mm -hmm. The very, very same thing. Change the variables, but keep the contents constants that Marco Mendocino was just booted from federal cabinet for with regard to Paul Bernardo. He didn't know, and the staff didn't tell him. And everybody's going, gee, I wonder, well, that's because we have a minister that told his staff, don't tell me anything that could be potentially dangerous so that I can say I didn't know, mm-hmm. which is a really stupid thing to do because uh, that means that when things happen, they blindside you and you're not ready for them, and then you look stupid, and then you run away from a press conference when you're someone who's known for someone, has been someone who can't resist a microphone and a camera which is new behavior, which causes people to ask more questions, which leads to your resignation. <laughs> right so, there, they're being told that they did the exact same thing. And with Marco Mandosino, he got booted because somebody that pretty much everybody in the country hates because he's a horrible human being and is going to be in jail for the rest of his life, went from maximum security or high security to medium security. This is land that was carved out, basically given to them mm-hmm. at a real sweet price on which they're going to make a huge profit. But we're building houses for people was, who need homes. No process in a process that was flawed and biased in which the housing minister and the premier ought to have known that a whole bunch of stuff was going on, but the process that they used, which was not a process at all, um, was designed such that there was no way that they would ever know. How convenient. 
Well, isn't that special? Mm-hmm. Dougie, Dougie, wonder who made you do that? Could it be? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, possibly. Satan? Satan? I tell you, I need to pop a cherry flavor lifesaver in my mouth and suck on it like there's no tomorrow. I need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink. Uh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, it's bad. Okay, uh, let's. how much time do we have, Mr. Grizzly? Because I know we have a short day. Ten minutes. We have ten minutes. Okay. Um, here's one. Okay, I'm just going to set it up. I don't know what happened to your mic there. Lost your audio. You've got no audio, sir. Sorry, I I, I, I did it before I took the audio off so you wouldn't get a blast of sound while I was queuing up. Sorry, oh. and then I kept talking because I forgot I put the... I keep on thinking I can still talk when I do that. I don't no, know why. Don't, I'm still new here, apparently. All right. <laughs> Give me a second. Well, we will... Uh, so... D- Unfortunately, Mr. Beaver will not be able to do a live show tomorrow morning because he's having some electrical work done at his uh, house, so he'll have no power. So therefore, we're going to record an episode for tomorrow this afternoon, uh, and unfortunately, the, the, the window to record it is, it's only 90, 60 minutes is all we can get. So tomorrow's show will be uncharacteristically short because it's a Friday, Friday show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, apologies in advance, but... Uh, Sometimes that's how life goes, right? And we, yeah. we figured out a way to work around it. We will discuss it this afternoon. So we'll probably be wearing the same clothes for tomorrow's show. It's not that we slept in them. It's just that we're recording today. Okay. As Alfieri Kurt says, I've been sleeping in my bathing suit and I feel fine. I look <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Elvira. <laughs> All right. Let's put this one here from the AG. When she's talking about expediency here. In our view, the 2022 Greenbelt exercise clearly demonstrates what can happen when a policy directive such as opening the Greenbelt to enable development is then implemented with few procedural safeguards or little expert input. Put more bluntly, expediency should not be used as a justification to short circuit sound operational procedures. And that's specifically what Doug Ford spent an hour mm-hmm. doing yesterday. Yeah. We've got mm, a whole bunch of people coming and we need to build and build and build and build and build. And yes, my dear, sweet Dougie. <sighs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. We do need to build. We all want you to build. It's where you're building and how you're going about it. That's the problem. Again, it ain't what you do. It's the way that you do it. Well, and, and let's let's not forget one little tidbit here that uh, somebody mentioned in the chat, and I, I saw it the other day on the Twitter, and I'm still going to refer to it as the Twitter. Um, some A, a woman uh, out in BC had made a comment about how we don't have the housing problem we think we do. We have an Airbnb problem. I think in the city of Toronto, like just Toronto proper alone, there's something like 4,000 Airbnbs. Those could be rental properties. All right, and here we go. And And finally. And finally, given that both the Premier and the Housing Minister communicated to us that they were unaware 
that the 2022 pre-selection of Greenbelt lands for removal was biased and flawed, we recommended that the government revisit the particular land site selections that were made to adjust the Greenbelt boundaries now that it has the benefit of the information contained in this report. And to that, Doug Ford basically told all Ontarians. Mm-hmm. Effectively. He stood there and he said, the buck stops here and I take full responsibility. And now that I know what I claim, I didn't know. Wink. The housing minister stays, the chief of staff stays, and no change to the project whatsoever. Doug Fort English translation. Fuck you, is basically, basically what he said. Yeah. Basically what was said. He doesn't care. He wants to, uh, didn't they have, was it the provincial or the federal government that had a, uh, a minister in charge of cutting red tape? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was a conservative government that was like, yeah. You do realize it's taken decades to put that red tape in place to make sure that things are done according to the proper procedures. Red tape are citizen protections. It's to keep us from dying, basically. Red tape is things like, oh, meat inspections. You know, that's that's red tape. Little things like that. Yeah. Water quality, food safety, air quality, building codes. Look what happened when they cut red tape in Walkerton. Look what happened when they cut red tape in Lac Meganetic. Gatekeepers keep you from dying. That's what they're there for. But Dougie needs to use expediency to get these houses built. We're building homes. We're, we're, we're. There is no we're in this. It's not the province of Ontario that's building them. They're private for-profit developers that were given the land for basically a nickel and will make $8 billion off of it in 2016 dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Um, so that was pretty much the extent of her press conference. Um, she did make a, a, a note at the end that I'm going to say for the Easter egg um, for today's show. But... Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were questions afterwards. And if we had more time, I would highlight some of the questions because uh, some of the journalists there actually asked some pretty darn good questions. Um, well, we, we might have to do a, a show this weekend because I don't, I don't want to let this one go. Okay, let's, yeah, we can do a show this weekend. Let's and do something this weekend, yeah. There I really, one, we got to yeah. hammer the hell out of this okay. one. Okay, well, we can do that. And there was one female journalist in particular. Um, I do not know her name, but whoa. She was asking the questions. And you know, when I talk about the painfully obvious follow-up questions, she would ask it. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, all right. So uh, I think that's uh, it for today. Right, Mr. Grizzly? Yes. Yeah, I got I got a rule. Okay. Uh, Kits, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we loved making this for you. Uh, Of course, as you know, uh, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So uh, please let your peeps and poops know about us. And um, a belated happy birthday to Mr. Grizzly's mom. I missed it yesterday. I'm so sorry. I wanted to be here for it. I'm so sorry. I hope it was wonderful, and I hope you were surrounded by love and laughter and yeah, all the good stuff. It was a good time. Yes. Uh, if you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. We love to hear from you, so reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter page at 
uh, Twitter feed, I should say, at TrueEager or by email at TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And according to Mr. Grizzly, as I saw on my Twitter feed yesterday, our pod page is back. It is back. Thanks to Ray Girl. Uh, once again, uh, I, I can't begin to express my gratitude for uh, um, she she just said, I want to I want to I want to pay for it. So she paid for the whole year. So it's 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 100 percent paid for for the next 365 days. She paid for the whole shot in one one fell swoop. She just said, here, use the money how you see fit. And I said, that will cover us for the year. So I just paid for it. It's done. That's why PodPage is back up. And we have some more tools now. So Ray Girl, I cannot thank you enough once again. Yeah. Oh, my word. Amazing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She just said, I want to help you out with this. I said, okay, okay. Because when I realized there was no way to work around it, and I just, I can't cover it right now. I got too much. You know, I got too much money going out and not enough coming. <laughs> she says, I can take care of that. I'm like, really? She goes, yes, I want you guys to keep going. I love your show. I love what you guys do. And, and I want to keep you rolling. So she, we, she reached out to me on DM and sent me the money. And uh, I went and online immediately and paid it. So yeah, we're good for the year. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, it's just mind blowing to me, the kindness. Um, oh, my word. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, I'm a little choked up, so. Okay, I'm a little verklempt. Yeah, a little verklempt. I'll give you a topic to discuss amongst yourselves. The Partridge family were not Partridges, no much of a family. Discuss. Okay, I feel better now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my word. Thank you. Just, again, I keep on saying that we have the best damn kids. Damn family. Damn family. Um, Thank you, Ray Girl. Thank you, Ray Girl. Um, I, I, I don't have words. I'm just, no, I know. I, I'm so touched by your generosity. Thank you. Thank you. Completely floored thank by you. it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, just, um, I, I was just, I, I don't, you know. Okay. Well, since we have it, let's promote the F out of it. Podpage, oh, yeah. podpage.com slash the true North eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. That little squiggly right under my chin is where you bring your phone and uh, you can go there and uh, subscribe to us uh, there. And that way, and I get to say it again now. We get to slide into your box. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you go there, you can sign up uh, for it, and, and you'll get you'll get the uh, you'll get it when it shows up right away. We get to keep sliding into your box when we have something fresh off the bandwidth. If you, you want to follow her on Twitter, it's at t h e underscore r a e underscore girl. There you go. Uh, why not? She's also- a wonderful person. I can't yes. say enough good things about her. She, is. she she also reached out to me during the uh, convoy and uh, uh, was very supportive when I was you know I was going through hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you happen to be watching using our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel, well then you have to take Kit Elaine's advice. Find a little room, sit on some muse, mood music, and. Maybe some champagne and smash those buttons. <laughs> we can't do this without your kind of generous support. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show, if you're watching, you can scan the QR code by Mr. Grizzly's head there, which will bring you to the Beaver Lodge Emergency Hydration Fund, where you can help to keep our throats moist so that we can keep delivering this show to you. I know I've just made Jen smile. (laughs) Uh, So please uh, 
use your uh, phones again to go to the QR code that's by Mr. Grizzly's head or those digits on those lovely fingers or your voice prompt to go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, all in lowercase letters and one word. And that's where you can make our don- you can make your donation uh, to keep us going. And of course, we appreciate absolutely everything absolutely everything um from the beaver lodge this is your eager beaver saying until next time kids it could be uh, it can be a tough world out there so please be kind to and gentle with yourself mr grizzly some words of wisdom yeah um because i i i was particularly incensed trying to watch dougie's um mm. farce of a press you conference get through it. No, I had to put my phone down several times because I was at work and I didn't want to be screaming at my phone in the office. Just around the mother. <laughs> right yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, oh it, there were several times I'm like, you liar. I'm like, okay, I got to turn it off. Uh, I, I watched as much of it as I could and then I had to put the phone down several times. So if you're feeling stressed, remember to breathe. You can scan the QR code on your screen, your ASMR for mental health uh channel which that's my other youtube channel where it's just talking about how to deal with anxiety depression and and both anxiety and depression can create moments of fits of rage and anger i'll teach you some breathing techniques and talk to you about things that can help you because i really needed to do my own take my own medicine yesterday if if you understand if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. i had to i had to doctor physician heal thyself is basically what i had to do yesterday to get Mm -hmm. through it so if you're having a hard time with it Please go there, check it out. There's a few hundred videos, and uh, hopefully it can help you. Yeah, I know that's self-serving, but uh, I do it to, to try and help as many people as possible. And, and uh, you know, anyway. Uh, Miss Sadeka asks what, what uh, Ray Girl's Twitter handle is again because she missed the first part. Oh, it's it's uh, it's in the chat, actually. I posted it in the chat. If you take a look, if you scroll up, you can see it. Uh, yeah, two, it's uh, two, two comments above yours in the chat there, uh, or one yeah, one above yours, Miss Sadeka. Um, yeah, Kit Saucy goes, maybe Ray Girl deserves a free subscription to the Angry Speedo Man channel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll try and work on that this weekend. Yes. And and please, Kits, uh, listen to Mr. Grizzly's ASMR channel because it's much better than my ASMR channel where I just like coach you to bang your head repeatedly against something because it feels so good when it stops. And then I direct you to Mr. Grizzly's ASMR channel. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just, just skip my part and go directly to his. You might avoid the, the Trudeau Band-Aid on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Grizzly, please roll those credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind.
All right. Before we go, um, Dan, just want to say, um, saw your clips. That really sucks. Go get them. Um, props out there to uh, Milos Raonic and Leila Annie Fernandez, who are kicking butt at the National Bank Open. Incredible wins. Uh, also a young player named Marina Stakushik. Watch out for her. Uh, she just won in doubles yesterday, but she almost, uh, she's like 400 and something in the world in singles and almost de- defeated a top 100 in the qualities, like came really close. And remember how we talk about good journalism all the time? Mm-hmm. Check this one out from the Auditor General. And now I would be pleased to take your questions. And I, and I just want to say one thing too, before I do answer questions is that I, I do want to say kudos and, and really congratulations to um, really great investigative reporting. And I believe it came from the Narwhal. I believe there was um, CBC involved. And uh, I do believe a little bit from the Star as well. And um, thank you for that. I think the investigative reporting has a, a place and a future still. And um, good work. Wow. I couldn't agree more. Oh, yeah. Have a great day, kids. Oh. One, one second. Yep. I got something for you. A programming note. What are you doing Saturday at 9 a.m.? Because we're going to go live for a couple hours to dig deep into this one. Saturday night? Saturday well, morning. Saturday morning? 9 I'm down. Okay, let's do it. 9 a.m. All right. See ya. All right. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.